We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here. The old man, Andre, is hell. He's in Vegas. I'm in Arizona, as you guys can tell. Not in Blue Iron Studios today, but we have one hell of an interview coming up later on in the show. Always great to have USC fighters come through the studio. Recorded that on Tuesday. You guys will hear it on this show. Dre, we got to break the streak this weekend, man. It's it's ugly. We're we're eight deep, eight losses in a row. I ain't telling none of these fighters. I ain't telling them. (laughs) Like, hey, man, the quarter podcast. Yeah, you come through, man. A lot of pressure. You got to break. Every guest has gotten their ass kicked on our show for the last two months. Two months. (laughs) Devin Clark is our guest today. He has to break it this weekend. We can't do that. It's it's been it's been enough time. So uh, you talked to Devin Clark earlier in the week. We'll put that at the end of the show. Like I mentioned, it'll be on the video on YouTube as well. But today, to jumpstart our MMA show, it's MMA adjacent. We got to talk about Dana White slap lead. Drake, people get slapped. Mm-hmm. Open hand slap. It's, it's new to the American audience. I posted this on ESPN Ringside for, I mean, mostly on TikTok since we launched in March. They do it in Russia all the time. So yeah. uh, Jake Paul, like, excuse me, Logan Paul was the guest host, the Schwarzenegger. We got multiple people. Be guest judges, guest host. It's been a thing. But Dana White saw that. I was like, yo, I'm bringing it to the American audience. I'm putting on after AEW Dynamite. And uh, somehow TBS was like, wrestling fans will like this. It's been a negative response to say the least so far in two, three weeks, three weeks of the show. I don't think American audiences get it. And I don't think you can explain this to any type of casual fan how it is safe. All right, where shall we start? We'll start with a promo. Dana White slaps his wife on New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's something to add that his face to the promo. Yeah, and then we got the Dana White power slap league or slap power, whatever the fuck. Power slap. Power slap, there you go. They make it a reality show. I haven't watched an episode. I just, I, I can't bring myself to watch it. It's... In, a, in this day and age where we question, like we protect the quarterback in football, Right. Like we we have all these rules to protect people from hurting themselves. In boxing, we've seen people die 
from getting hit in the head too many times, but they can intelligently defend themselves. In MMA, we've seen gruesome in- injuries, but they can intelligently defense- defend themselves. In this shit, there is no intelligent defense. The intelligent defense is standing there and let another giant smack the shit out of you. It's having a good now, chin. Where I'm from, Kel, I don't know about you. You're from New York. I was born in New York, but you know, where I'm from, you smack me, somebody got to die. There is no, I'll wait, I'll wait, see if I can shake it off and smack you back. There is power slap league, and I'll pull out a gun and shoot you in the face. Because this is an ultimate form of disrespect. What am I doing standing here allowing a human being to slap me? Now, let's take it a step further. I just talked about like intelligently defending yourself. These are these are concussive blows. Like we shit on the WWE or any pro wrestling organization that hits people in the head with steel chairs. And sometimes they get their hands up, and sometimes they don't. McFoley took a ton of chair shots against The Rock, right? But it's 2023, and we're watching people get smacked unconscious. the The goal is to smack them unconscious. There's no mm-hmm. script to get a pin. It's like make sure he goes out like a light. I don't understand the appeal of this. I don't understand how it got past the state of letter commission. I don't understand any of this. And to take here's the final step. These guys are getting paid two and two with no health insurance. Independent on, contractors, bro. right? Come Independent on, bro. contractors. What, what you can't, there is no power slap hall of fame. 20 years from now, you can't tell your kids, man, I got the shit slapped out of me for a living. Look at me now. Broke. And with CT. Come on, man. This there's, yeah, there's no studies to know the longevity and like the long lasting effects of what happens if you continuously get slapped in the face, right? How often can you compete? Like, it seems like these tournaments are filmed and you're going through. So you're taking a lot of slaps in a very small period of time. Um, they say in football with concussions, it's not necessarily like the helmet-to-helmet contact necessarily. It's your brain rattling in your skull back and forth that exactly. does the damage. It's uh, So a lot of concussions we actually see in people's heads hitting the turf and hitting the grass and the whiplash effect is your brain hitting your skull. This is exactly that. Like your your brain has nowhere else to go. So I understand well, there's no helmet. people in the right. No, they're, they're trying to slap people in the right, correct place, like more on the jaw, by the ear. But your head has to do a natural whiplash effect. Worse is the optics of it, because I believe Dana White slap leads makes people put both hands behind their back while clenching a towel and then getting slapped. So now... I understand you cannot brace or move your head from contact. But what I see a lot in Russia and Europe, and again, I've seen a lot of these, is either it's kind of like arm wrestling, where you have a pole in front of you that you can hold on to, or you place both hands on the side of the table so that when you do get slapped, you can kind of like use your body to counteract the whiplash and kind of stable yourself, right? So you can stable yourself on the table and kind of pull yourself back and stop that constant shaking. Um, Dana White, when your hands are behind your back, you can't do anything. And it's Dana White aside, his issues with his wife. Um, this week, it touches home a little harder. But in general, people having both hands behind their back and getting hit is not a great optics. Um, it reminds me of people being handcuffed and getting hit. It yeah. reminds me of people being defenseless and cut like at 
I, I just don't like that. Like, I'm not saying that grabbing the table is necessarily any better health-wise. I, I think it allows you to control your body more. Um, but the optics are way better. Like, he he thought maybe he ratchet up a notch by the whole towel behind the back shit. But now, again, to the point where your hands are behind your back, glass with a towel, when they do fall and they are slapped unconscious, there's two guys behind them that are charged with diving on the floor and saving them because the people don't even have true access to their limbs to brace their fall. Like you, you don't even have your hands to maybe spin around, land on your face, nothing. Cause your hands are behind your back. And I mean, yeah, you just mentioned concussions from the head hitting the turf. What happens when your head hits the floor without a helmet around yeah. after what? being smacked? I don't, I, I really have to ask why did the hands need to be behind the back? I, I don't, I don't understand any of this from a medical aspect. I don't understand this from a human aspect. I don't understand this from a financial aspect. There's a lot of things I can do to make money without getting smacked in the face. I make right? four thousand. Oh, some people can't make four thousand that easy. But yeah, no, they, some people can't. But the the long term effects is what I don't understand. This feels like. I mean, I don't know where it stops because yes, we watch boxing. In to some people, boxing is barbaric, inhumane. Two guys punching themselves with the purpose of knocking the other person unconscious. MMA our argument sure. is, yeah, our argument is, at least you can defend it. yourself, right? At least you could put your hands up. At least you could do that. Like we just talked about, Lauren Murphy getting throttled by Jessica Andrade and how bad that was in the corner. That's that's kind of inhumane. That's the stuff that people who don't like it can point to that kind of a fight. But you show the the power slap league, and they was like, wait, they they can't even defend themselves. What's the point? Well, until they get knocked out. Oh. Really? Well, how much are they getting paid? Millions? Hundreds of thousands? Is there a comma? Barely. <laughs> like, uh, it's barely a comma. How much would it take to let someone slap you? Like, no, if you got to put a number on. Nope. We ain't doing this, because I, I don't have a number for that. I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do know not somebody have a slap me for at least, like, again, one slap. I'm not talking about repetitive slapping, like those power slap people. But I'll let someone, like, even big as who slap me, maybe it's like 50. Maybe I could do 25,000 if I get to slap them back. At least I feel like I got a chance. Because um, if you hit me hard as fuck, at least I get a chance to slap you back. So I'm up there in that range. But that's per slap. There's eight rounds of this, I think. That's um on ESPN Ringside, our number one video, which we're no longer allowed to post, slap leagues of any sort on ESPN. Um, but it was the last ESPN slap video and it's done 122 million views on TikTok. And it's because the guy's head swell up to the side of another half face. That's and he kept getting slapped in it. Like, like it was nothing. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the end game of this, right? Like, what do you want for a championship? Do you transition to MMA? Do you expect yeah. to be a star? This isn't this isn't a uh, a skill set you can apply to another sport, right? Like wrestling, you can go and do an M- MMA. Boxing, you can go do MMA, right? You can mm. take certain skill sets and apply them to another sport. There's nothing athletic at all about getting slapped. I can't take that anywhere. The only place I could take it is if. Nick and Nate Diaz started a slap league, MMA slap boxing, mm. right? Other than that, this is not a transferable skill set. 
So there's really there's nothing there. You're this is bad reality television where people are getting hurt. I I can't subscribe to this. I I just think it's in poor taste. I mean, you can watch a video of these guys doing it in Russia and like Ric Flair did commentated one. You can, you know, point and laugh at it be like, ah, you know, these Russians are crazy. But when it comes home and the UFC who is already giving their fighters such a poor split of the money, this feels like exploitation of the highest degree. Because I guarantee you Dana, like Dana has rolled before, right? So he understands jujitsu. You think Dana White went out there and got slapped just to see what that shit felt like? He's a weird dude. I wouldn't put him behind. But he didn't get slapped nine rounds. No, nah, he ain't get slapped nine rounds. He slapped somebody else one round. And we saw that on camera on New Year's Eve. Did she Touché. get two and two? She got a lot more than Touché. two and two. I guarantee that. Touché. Touché. But it's like, come on, man. I, I, I can't, man. I can't. With, with fighters getting paid as poorly as they're getting paid to start another league to make more money hand over fist while these people are just trying to get seen and getting slapped unconscious and we have no idea what the long-term effects are, I'm good. Hard pass for me. Yeah, it's not something I'm clamoring to see. Not like, let's just be honest. Like, it's not on my to-do list um, to watch an entire Power Slap episode. One thing I'm going to watch this weekend, Bellator, Fedor versus Ryan Bader. Heavyweight title match. I mean, there's some other good fights on this card, but really, like, listen, man, we're, we're here for, for one thing. Lawrence Larkin's still fighting? I had no clue. Yeah, um, he's still fighting. Friend of the podcast, we had on our here like five years ago. So it's a decent little card, but it's it's really like it's it's the main event. It's on network television, man. CBS. Yeah, it's, good exposure. It's the end of an era. Oh yes, it's, it's an end of an era. That's a long ass on. era. Yeah, <laughs> long ass era. This, this to me, Fedor. Like some people think Fedor is a live dog against Bader. I don't see it. I think Fedor is completely washed up. And. For a legend, look, I get it. You use the name recognition, Scott Coker, they got him on Bellator. Network television, it's Fedor. That's the draw. They could pop a decent rating. But if anybody's never seen Fedor before, especially these new age MMA fans who have never seen Fedor and they happen to turn to CBS on Saturday night and we fight another former UFC fighter who got beat by Tito Ortiz. Because listen, let's be honest. Tito Ortiz guillotine choked Ryan Bader out of the UFC. That's crazy to me. Now, Ryan Bader's a champ, but these two guys are fighting. It just looks like leftovers. And then Bader's going to crush Fedor because he did it last time. Or if if Bader gets crushed, that's even worse. Because now what do you have left? No, Fedor's walking away. He's walking away. (laughs) This this old Russian dude just knocked out your champ. It looks That's Bellator's luck, though. That is Bellator's luck. That's how they roll. Like Bellator. They had the Aaron Pico hype train that got derailed rather qu- quickly. MVP, like they just haven't had a good run of establishing the next big no. thing. Even and, even running back the Pitbull McKee fight, right after McKee dominated him, and you go immediately into him like fuck, and then McKee loses. Like he loses. It's like why why do this to your young star? You just set him up. I I don't know. So of course I'm picking Bader to win. He's got the heavier hands. He's got youth on the side. I just think Fedor, it's unfortunate because they should. They probably won't. They don't have rights to it, that's for sure. It'd be nice to have like an hour-long package, like dedicated, not an hour, maybe half hour of Fedor (laughs) highlights, like of him in pride. 
him, him even knocking out Andre Arlovsky out of the sky it was like a knocking a Patriot missile, knocking out a Scud missile out of the sky in affliction. That'd be good to get people to understand how good Fedor was. But if they just roll into this fight talking about how good he was, because you got Mauro Ronaldo like yelling how good Fedor was, these kids don't give a fuck. They don't. It's just old. And on, on top of all of that, look at Fedor. He don't look like he could whoop anybody ass. No, not anymore. No. <laughs> he never did. Like he was small as a heavyweight. He was mm-hmm. not like the buff heavyweight. Like he was. He didn't have a big body. No, but he, he never smiled. Like, he never nah, smiled though. He was kind of like Gunther. Yeah, he didn't look like you know big and scary like Rampage or or strong like uh, Ricardo Arona. Like he didn't look like Crow Cop. He didn't look like any of those guys. This is bald Homer Simpson looking motherfucker. And then the bell rings, and then you go, holy shit! This Sambo wrestling style, he just mauls people. They're not gonna get to see that on Saturday night. Ryan Bader is going to smoke Fedor and send him into retirement. It's done that already. I feel like that's it's not happening twice. I feel like it's Bellator's luck. I feel like it would so good. often we we do not see people go out on top, right? Like rarely ever. GSP came back and Bisping was like the perfect opponent. Yeah. And then he saw what was coming after. He was like, oh, fuck this. I'm not defending the title. I'm out. He's like, I'm a champ champ. I'm a middleweight champ. Peace. For the guy with one eye. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna take this, you know, and run with it. But now, when you when you look at it, it's just like, if this is UFC, now he's getting knocked out. You know, like someone's taking his block off, like it'll play out just like it did last time. I don't think that's the case here. I, I think Ryan Bader runs into something. He has lost since. Mm. That's the key. Like, got stopped at light heavy because he was champ, champ, has been. So it's just like, you know what? It's a perfect storm for Fedor. I want to see him win this belt vacate and just be on top of the world because that'll send people more people back than anything to look up who Fedor was and why he's so great. You know, but the yeah. worst part is like Fedor wins. Right. And then Bellator is like, we just signed Francis and Gano and Fedor is like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Fedor wins. They're like, we signed Francis and Gano. He's going to fight Ryan Bader for the vacant belt. Bader's like, I just lost a fucking 45 year old man. And now I get this guy. Yeah. Francis ain't signing yes. the Bellator, by the way. I, I just I don't know where Francis signed. I mean, PFL is probably the most logical spot. But I don't even know who's in their heavyweight division. They gotta go find some. They're gonna have to just pull some guys. They're gonna find some Kimbo slices and dot out five thousands off the street to fight Francis and Ganu. It's the only way this is gonna work. Anyway, it's gonna be knocking out Joe Schmoes in the ring. So we'll see how that all plays out. UFC does have a card I mentioned, um, and we go through it pretty quick for for this weekend. Have- but, Let's just start with this. Have you seen the shape of the black beast? It's very weird, lost, right? Like he's svelte beast. I need I need his diet plan. How did this happen? I don't know if it's gonna work. And it's weird because we're so used to seeing Derek Lewis like big, right? Yep. Nice little belly round. His head's still really big on this body. And it almost your looks head really doesn't change. Yeah. No. Well, when when you get big and your head is big, like it, it's a wrap. It, your head is just gonna be your head. I just don't know if this is. Uh, hopefully, he looks like he's in great shape. Uh, Daniel Cormier won a record to said he'll never be a top five heavyweight again. Derek Lewis basically like fuck that. I can be heavyweight division. Anything can happen. You would rack up two or three knockouts, which I think he's fully capable of. Sure, I don't know if you'll win on Saturday night. And and this card, this card's like dumb late, right? This is the J- Japan card. Stupid late. It's a uh, career. Korea, so a it. lot of the fighters are from South Korea. The card is 
later so that people in South Korea can tune in and watch the fight. So so Derek Lewis saying it'll get to the ring to what, one in the morning? It's like <laughs> Pacific yes, time? It's, yeah, it is um, starting. The main card starts at 10 p.m. Pacific, so it doesn't end until 4 a.m. Eastern time. Deep, deep. Uh, I, I just see a Derek, Derek Lewis when he was IXFA champion was not a big dude. Nah, he, he was just, pretty he put on small this weight in shape. Yeah. yeah, like he put on a lot of weight going to the UFC. That's odd. Uh, that's usually where you want to lose your most weight. But I feel like he's just kind of getting back to that. I, I don't know. The power is going to carry. So if he catches the dude, then it's going to be over. And if not, then he's going to get slapped. So he's going against Sergey Spivak. He should win. I, Derek Lewis should win this fight. I don't know. Spivak's young. Derek Lewis has been knocked out. Um, I don't know. When it goes, it goes as a heavyweight. Pavlovich got him out of here. Taito Ivasa got him out of here. We just saw what happened to Ty. That's Dude, two Spivak. straight knockout losses. Cyril God knocked him out in the third round. But he's only lost know, the top man. guys, right? Like Spivak's lost to Tom Aspinall. And there's no shame in losing Tom Aspinall. He's beat everybody else, among them Greg Hardy, <laughs> right? Like, so it's not like he's fighting murderers. And Derek Lewis is, he's, um, dare I say, the Neil Magny of the heavyweight division now? Like, if you beat Derek Lewis, you belong in the upper crust of the heavyweight division. If not, you don't belong there. Like, yeah. You have to beat I mean, Derek Lewis. Spivak just knocked out Sakai, knocked out Greg Hardy. Like, it's a guy who's probably going to knock out the Black Beast. I mean, he got knocked out by Tom Aspen. Yeah, I'm picking Black Beast. And beat Olenek. I'm picking Black Beast, too, just because it's the Black Beast. I mean, his balls is hot. I ain't picking against nobody like that. I need a good I need a good 2 a.m. quote. I don't know if I'm going to make it to the fight. I, <laughs> shit, that's, that's late. I mean, it's, it's 12.30. You probably fall asleep, wake back up. Bro, and Laura Sanko's calling. She's the first woman commentator, so it, I'd be interested to see how she does. I figure she'll be just fine. Laura's pretty good, but uh, it's yeah, reason for me to watch. Fine. It's just it, it's a tough late. card to call. It's late. It's a tough, tough call card to stay her. up and watch. Like yes. Um, and then Devin Clark, like I said, co-main. We're picking Devin Clark. It's we have to, man. Got to end the street. I mean, I picked against yeah. some of our interview subjects before, but yeah, Jung Dao. Daun, like, yeah, I'm not. I'll tell you this much: they put the card on so your family and friends in South Korea can watch you. They coming out with something different to prove. Yeah, they ain't getting knocked out in front of the country. Like, (laughs) Clark Clark knows. Yeah, Clark knows his whole family sleep. They gonna find out the next morning. Nah, Daun is like, yo, they watching this shit live. You know how hard this is against South Korea. They watching me live. It's a it's a whole different chip on the shoulder. So uh, I'll catch some of this card for as long as I can stay awake. So I will be doing that this weekend, but I'm covering the Pro Bowl on Sunday. So I do need some rest. I'm driving back from Arizona on Saturday. I may watch the card the next day or maybe the day before our next Sunday show. I don't know. It's going to be very tough. Next week is a pay-per-view. So we'll dive back in and it's the the streak of like a pay-per-view every other week. Doesn't it feel really weird? Like it feels like, it's not a pay-per-view next week. Even though you have oh, one fighter, the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world right now, going for a second belt against a guy who seemingly... He's number two pound-for-pound. Pound. Yeah, and is seemingly unbeatable, and it's on Makachev. just feels like there's no buzz about it. 
but I, maybe it'll start next week. But this is the Super Bowl, so who really gives a fuck? That is poor timing. Yeah. Who wanted to do this on Super Bowl weekend? Um, yeah, but I guess, you know, it's in Australia. The crowd is going to come out. They'll give a fuck about Super Bowl over there. And then Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. It's an interesting co-main. Yair yeah. got to do it to kind of keep that belt chasing well, both in of line. The, the winner, you know, if Volkanovski decides to come back down, they fight him. If not, if Volkanovski decides to vacate, one of them probably be elevated to champ. Yep. So, but it just feels like a card that's just happening. I don't know. There's no buzz in the UFC right now. I, I'm sure that'll change when John Jones fights Cyril Gunn in March. I mean, we but just had a pay-per-view. So it's like man, we did, right on man. top of each other. Yeah, it's right on top of each other. And then March has two back-to-back. That was a pay-per-view. So Jamal yes. Hill and Glover Teixeira was a pay-per-view. That it was a pay-per-view. It wasn't a very good it was, No, it was like a week and a half ago. Yeah. So like, it's, they're, they're really stacked on top of each other. So it's just no time to breathe. That's why it doesn't feel like it. But we'll talk about that pay-per-view next week. We'll recap if something wild happens on this weekend's card as well. I'm sure some craziness is going to pop up. And also, we didn't get to it this week. Next week, we're going to talk about the Paul's impact in MMA. Logan Paul signing a deal with the UFC for Prime and Jake Paul going into PFL. So talk about them and their impact in MMA, the Fighters Union, all this Hold on, hold on, hold on. Logan Paul just signed that drink. So are they using the hydration co- corners this week instead of the... Uh, they are. It's the hydration yeah. corners. They're not it's even corners. On. They're called like the hydration station or Centers. something. Centers, like yeah. A hydration station or center or something. Yeah. And then they Good got the Logan logos Paul. on each map. Good for Logan Paul. Yeah, Bad for these fighters. Another deal gets struck for millions of dollars and you're not getting paid a dime. You just get to rehydrate. <laughs> Have fun with that. <laughs> uh, you get a case of free prime on your way out. That's 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 the bonus from this. Just that quick, we are back. No, I'm not Kel Dansby. I'm Andreas Hale. Kel's not here. Uh, he ran off to do something else. So I'm handling today's interview. So today, we have Devin Clark, who competes at UFC Fight Night, against Daewoon Jung in a light heavyweight showdown. Uh, Devin, how are you doing on this fight week, sir? Uh, doing good. Just got to Vegas. So, uh, yeah, flights and everything were good, and camp finished well. All right, so let's start with this. You are a veteran. I was, I was looking. I, I didn't realize you've been in the UFC for damn near seven years. Does it feel that long to you? Yeah. Uh, some days, and some days it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it's, it's gone by quick, though, for sure. You, I mean, you've been in quite a few fights. Uh, do you ever Google yourself? Because I want to ask this question. Have you, have you Googled yourself before? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> when it autofills, what is the thing that comes up? <sighs> Devin Clark teeth. <laughs> it's, That's usually is, the first one. It, how strange is that for you? Because there's a lot of Devin Clarks in the world, but no matter what, if you Google Devin Clark, it says Devin Clark's teeth. And from the infamous showdown with yeah. Ian Kudalaba, Obviously, everybody's talked about this, but how much do you think about that particular fight, man? It, it, what happened that night? Not a whole lot because, like, I've, of course I won, but at the same time, I showed a lot of heart to myself. I didn't quit, and I, I kept trying to win that fight. So it was really hard to be down about that fight, even though my teeth got smashed and all that. But, um, yeah, it was it, it hurt a little bit. Uh, like, went to the – Went to the hospital afterwards, and they literally just took two fingers and 
pop the teeth back and the gum line back and we're good to go. That, that I mean, that is amazing. It, it's crazy because these years have passed and Devin Clark teeth is just still the thing that comes up. I mean, hopefully <laughs> this weekend we can get on the road to changing that to maybe Devin Clark bonuses, yeah. Devin Clark knockouts. Like what would you prefer to autofill when you Google your own name? Yeah, Devin Clark knocks someone else's teeth out, something like that. <laughs> Devin Clark kills a guy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Anything but that. Something like that. So let me ask yeah. you, you have uh, Donald Jones this weekend. Both you guys are coming off of losses. In your mind, who needs this win more and why? And I'm going to assume it's going to be you. Uh, yeah, of course it's me. I, I, I have to believe that, too. Uh, he's only, I think he's only had one loss in the OC. Um, I'm starting to rack him up, which I don't like. Uh, and you know, honestly, my job could be on the line. Uh, now I'm, uh, I don't think that's going to come to that. Cause I'm going to put on one of my best showings, uh, to date. Uh, yeah. So it, it's, we've worked hard on this camp. We've changed a few things. Um, a lot of mindset stuff and, and you know, the prep, the preparations there. Let me ask you about that. Cause you talk about change to the camp and I don't want you to give away strategy or anything like that. But over the over the past few years, because you have a strong wrestling base, and do you feel like you've gotten away from that a little bit, or what do you feel like that you needed to change heading into these fights as you gained more and more experience? Uh, just kind of, honestly, just getting my confidence back uh, is, is a big thing because we're in these big fights, uh, and I, I've lost some big fights and just some really tough guys. So each time you have that loss, you kind of go to the drawing board and you try to change stuff. And sometimes it's for good. Sometimes it's for worse. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to get on that winning sheet and, and I know I can, and a lot of people know I can, uh, a lot of people have faith in me and, and see my potential. Uh, and you know, you're talking about being in the UFC for seven years now. Um, it feels like that whole time I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just, the whole time it's kind of felt like I'm still the new kid trying to get better, trying to, you know, uh, up my skills and stuff like that. But, and then you come to realization, now I've been doing this. Uh, I am one of the best in the world and I can compete with these guys and I can, I can beat these guys. It's just uh, a little more self-belief on my end. And, um, yeah, a lot of people tell me I'm too nice. Uh, I get that almost every other day. Uh, so it's, it's one thing, maybe being a little more, a little more mean, uh, having that attitude. What does it take to be a little bit more mean? I mean, you're in a fight. I, I can't assume that you're nice heading into fight week. You're nice when you get into the octagon. I mean, what does that mean? Get more mean in your head. What does that? What does that take? Like legit wanting to hurt somebody. Uh, legit wanting to hurt that guy uh, across from me. Um, and that's something you can't really force. But we we've uh, we've started to get into it in in training camp. Uh, being more, a little more vicious in camp and not caring as much about the other guy, uh, going out there for actually win every round and, and dominate rounds. Um, so it's that that killer's in there and uh, about to let it out. So when we talk about your record and your tenure in the UFC, listen, man, you fought champions, championship contenders. It's not like mm -hmm. you've been that your losses have come to people that nobody's ever heard of, right? Would you prefer the experience that you've had? Or I don't want to disrespect somebody like Patty Pimblett, but you look at somebody like Patty and say, who have you fought, dude? Like, like your yeah. record is based on experience, and it's kind of okay to have those kind of losses because you can't be mm -hmm. too upset losing to Jan Blahovich, for instance, right? I mean, would you prefer yeah. this way, or would you rather have the undefeated streak and have not fought anybody? Uh, I, I prefer it this way. You know, this is how life ended up is how it 
uh, drew out for me. Uh, I've, I've had those losses, but it, I'm looking at the the end game. You know, if I can go into uh, when I get to the, these title fights and these big fights and stuff like that, I'll have that experience with these with these better guys. Uh, so I, you know, I take I learn from every loss, and and and, and you have to. Uh, so I'm just trying to build off of all that, uh, knowing that I'm uh, experienced and, and a vet, big dog on campus. Uh, I have to, you know, buy into that. A do you also think that's the reason why you're still here? Because it's not like I can imagine somebody has fought seven fights, beaten seven people in a row, none of them ranked. You lose a couple fights, you're more mm-hmm. likely to get cut than somebody like yourself who, one, shows out every fight, no matter who you're fighting, and two, you fought mm-hmm. the experienced competition. Is that why you think the UFC's kept mm-hmm. you around for so long? Yeah, I don't say no to fights. If I'm healthy, I'll, I'm saying yes to every fight, whether it's a contender, uh, ex-champion, uh, you know, anybody. Uh, I'll, I'll fight them all and, th- and they know that. And, uh, most fights I go out there to, to whoop ass and, and get those, get those W's. And if it's entertaining, <laughs> sometimes it's entertaining with me losing, you know, with the, with the teeth thing and whatever people, but people respect that. Cause I, I have heart and I go out there to fight. Uh, and that's the thing fighters fight. I don't turn down fights. I, I, I want those fights. Uh, I'm just trying to learn on the, on the way and, and build up to be uh champion. You know what I mean? And, I mean, experience is one thing, but we've seen in the UFC and in MMA in general, a lot of fighters don't hit their stride until, like, their early to mid-30s. It's not a, really a young man's mm-hmm. game. Perfect example, Robbie Lawler, mm-hmm. a guy who was damn near a 50-50 yeah. fighter, damn near got cut when, when they bought Strike Force, and then went on this toward run to become champion. So, unlike boxing, where you spend most of your career fighting cans and you're, like, 50-0 and 0, and then you lose a fight, mm-hmm. in MMA, you can lose a few fights and it's okay. So do you feel like you're starting to yeah. put it all together now as you enter you're in your early 30s still? I mean, granted, you've been here for a yeah. while, but you're still young. I really hope so. I really hope so. That's uh, I've been working towards that. But we've just been putting in the work, uh, trying, trying to get there, man. Uh. <laughs> it just sounds like you want it bad. Uh, I, <laughs> as an aside, I got to ask you, man, what do you think about the uh, Dana White slap league? Have you watched any of this yet? Yeah. So yeah, uh, I did watch it and it's surprisingly entertaining. Like, you know, as a fighter, I'm like, Oh shit, I would never do that. Uh, and I don't think I would, that's, that shit looks crazy, but it's entertaining to watch for sure. Uh, yeah. Because it's one of those things where you can't really defend yourself. You're just kind of smacking the shit out of somebody. And you as a fighter, you've been hit, yeah. but you are able to defend yourself. So how crazy are these guys? Yeah. People, people say that what you do is crazy. I look at it and I admire you because <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. I look at those guys, and I don't know if they're crazy or they're just nuts. I don't know. What, what do you call that? Yeah, they, they just want something different. Everybody's out there trying to push them, push themselves in some way or another. Um, and, you know, I think the sport came from Russia. So if that helps you out at all, uh, <laughs> it's just one of those macho things, like, for pride. And going into it, I'm like, ah, oh, there's no skill involved. You just get slapped and whatever. But watching it, you know, there, there's a little bit of skill, the way you slap people and also um, how, how the guys tense up and get ready for the slap and, and are able to take it. So it's, there's a little bit to it. There's a little bit to it. Uh, Devin, where you're from, if somebody slapped you, what would that mean? <laughs> you're getting punched. Dude. We're going down. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm a type of guy. I've had a couple people in my life slap me. Uh, and I see, I see red when I get slapped. Like you could punch me or whatever, 
cuss me out, but if you slap me in the face and, and especially if I like, if it catches me off guard, you know, we're, we're probably fighting like, or else I, I, I see red, I black out. And, yeah. The ultimate level yeah. of disrespect. Yeah. Uh, so listen, man, you're in the oh, co-main, yeah. you're in the co-main event against Daniel Jung. And how do you yes, look sir. at it? How do you look at him as an opponent? How is he different? Cause again, you fought the top tier of the light heavyweight division. You saw the, the elite of the class. Where does he stack up when it's ter- in terms of opponents? It's hard to say. He's a young up and comer, and and some you just never know when uh, when they're going to be like the next champion or or top five, whatever. Uh, but he, he's a good opponent, and he's you know, he, he's going to feel it though. Um, it's hard for me, like I said, my, my mind's clicking a little bit, it's changing a little bit. It's hard for me to sit here and show so much respect to him, you know, saying he's well rounded, this and that. But you know, at the end of the day, we're we're going to fight, and I'm going to whoop his ass. Um, you know, he's good, but he's not good enough. How much is a performance of the night bonus on your mind when you head into these fights? Do you think about that at all? Uh, I try not to um, just because I'm used to going to decisions and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm really patient fire. I, I know I can go 15 minutes um, rather than, you know, I've had fights where I try to chase the knockout and I end up getting KO'd myself. Uh, that happened to Alexander, Alexander Rackett fight. Um, so, you know, I like to be patient, and if that comes, it comes. You know, like the William Knight fight that was in the third round, knocked him out with a clean elbow. Um, yeah. How does that feel, man? Cause can't, not, can't be chasing it. <laughs> knocking people out with your hands is one thing. The William Knight knockout is, mm-hmm. is a clean-ass elbow. Does that just feel different when you lay somebody with elbow? Like, damn, I, I just hit you with my elbow and you went <sighs> to sleep. You know, I didn't even know I – like, I knew I hit him, but I didn't know I hit him. It, it was – Cause the elbow landed, but I think the, and <laughs> so I think the elbow knocked his tooth out and, and messed up his nose. And then I came back with the left, which really kind of sealed the deal. Um, when he was trying to catch his tooth in his mouth. Uh, so that, that was kind of interesting, but I didn't even know. And I, I didn't know I landed so good and I jumped back and kind of got myself out of, out of that zone. Um, then jumped right back into when I, when I saw he was hurt. Uh, but yeah, it was, one of the cleanest things I've done. Yeah, it was a clean knockout. Also, you have fought as high as heavyweight. You fought as, as low as middleweight. Moving around weight classes, it, it, was that just an experiment to try heavyweight? And is light heavyweight your home, or are you open to moving around if the opportunity presents itself? Uh, yeah, if the opportunity is right. But uh, we're at light heavyweight. And I've always told myself, once I get 35, I'll probably move to heavyweight. Tired of cutting, but maybe I just don't get that much bigger in life. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, then I, then I train with Curtis blades and you realize how big these dudes are. And it's just, it's a little bit of a different level. I would have to take a full year to focus on my body to, to get big enough to, to be a real heavyweight. I'm glad you brought up Curtis blades. That was going to ask you when you, when you fight somebody at heavyweight and you train with somebody like Curtis blades and deal with that weight, it's different, right? Even though people say, Oh, it's only like 20 mm-hmm. pounds, but it's different. I want to ask you because John Jones is getting ready to fight Cyril Gaon as a light heavyweight moving up to yeah. heavyweight. Now, granted, he spent the last three years preparing, but do you think mm-hmm. he, you think he's ready for that jump up in weight, or you think there may be some problems dealing with somebody like Cyril Gaon? If anybody is is ready for something like that, it's John. Uh, there's a reason he's the best, and it's just his dedication when he puts his mind to something, but he goes after it and. Uh, you know, he's really not that small of a guy. 
so I trained with John at Jackson Wing for like six years. Uh, uh, good training partner, and yeah, he's he's a big dude. He's a lot thicker than people think, just because of his 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 little bit skinny legs. <laughs> yep. But he, but you think he's gonna acclimate perfectly to this weight class? I think so. Um, like I said, if anybody can, I think he can. And but it, you know, it, it is a tough fight. So Gaines a tough dude, but it's John. Um, he's he's the best to do it, man. Before we get out of here, I want to ask you, because you've been an advocate for people with Down syndrome, I want to understand, mm-hmm. where did this come from? Because people do things for different reasons. What was behind you being an advocate? Uh, one of my friends, Kevin Kroger, uh, he was kind of helping me out with marketing stuff and, and whatnot at the time, but his son, Cam, has has Down syndrome, and I kind of you know, formed a relationship with him, and, and the opportunity just kind of came where we could work together, and and uh you know promote for that uh and it, it was it was a good deal um i haven't been doing it as much lately uh but it's it's something that it'll always be be close to me um and i'll i'll uh you know in the future i'll go out of my way and, and, and help for sure it's one of my one of my uh goals in life is is to help other people no matter uh who they are and with that being said you know, you're fighting, and when you're fighting for something or someone, or you know somebody that's going through something, especially when it comes to mental health or things like Down syndrome, mm-hmm. does it change the reason why you do what you do? It's not selfish anymore. It's it's for a bigger cause. Uh, yeah, and, and that's kind of how, um, you know, when we started doing that, that's that's what my, my friend Kevin kept telling me because I kind of, you know, I, I didn't feel – I'm like, it's just me. I, how can I help? You know, that's kind of what was my feeling at first about it. But then I just see how I could help and the smiles that I put on people's faces and, and just the, the in, inclusion. Um, then one of my friends, Garrett, he actually uh, has some disabilities and he got, he was in a cage fight. Uh, uh, he found a commission that would let him fight. Uh, and, he, and he did. And it was, it was one of the coolest things I've ever been part of. Man, that's awesome. All right, then before we get out of here. Because, you you know. I'm sorry, uh, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it, it's all good. No, 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 I want, I, please. I, I want you to finish that, that thought. I, I forgot what I was saying, but I do have one more thing. <laughs> you're, you're, you're still wearing that hat pretty proudly. Man, please. Yes, I have to. I have, <laughs> listen, my 49ers lost, but I, I could take it because it felt like going into a fight with no hands, man. We, we lost – Four quarterbacks. We got Brock Purdy out here with a twenty oh, sale. Yeah. What are we gonna do? So, <laughs> I'm gonna rep from my squad. What, who is your squad? Why are you over here? Who is your squad? Uh, well, right now it's the Chiefs. <laughs> I, so I can't even I, argue. I'm from the. I'm from the. I'm from South Dakota, so we don't have a pro team. Uh, so I have like a list of my Midwest teams. First, it's the Vikings, which you know, uh, it's the Vikings. They always find a way to mess it up. Um, then it's the Rams because my dad's from St. Louis. Uh, then it's the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Wait, so who did you root for when the Chiefs played the Rams in the Super Bowl? Uh, the Rams. <laughs> you go for the winners. I see you. I see you. I ain't mad at it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I no, like, we've all, I've, I've been a lifelong Rams fan just because, yeah, my, my family's from St. Louis. So got to go for the Rams. Okay, so then. Uh, then Even I, though they're in L.A. now. I need your Super Bowl prediction then. Is it the Chiefs or is it going to be the Eagles and why? Chiefs. <laughs> why Why are the Chiefs going to win? Is it all because of Patty Mahomes? 
Of course, he's he's on his way to be the goat. I mean, that, nobody can argue that. You damn right, nobody can argue that at all. All right, <laughs> Devin, dude's good. So I so before we get out of here, gotta ask you, how does this fight on Saturday night end against Aung Jones? It's a dominant victory for me. Uh, you know, I, I'd really like to get a ground and pound finish. Uh, I haven't had one in a while. Um, I don't even know if I've—I don't think I've had one in the UFC. Um, no, I haven't. So I'm—I'm I'm due for one of those. Uh, but you know, a victory—I'll settle with a victory, no matter how I get it, as long as it's done. And I go out there, and uh, you know, I just—I just want to show myself. I want to show what I can do. Uh, take all that pressure and all that shit out of it. Um, you know, just me out there having fun, causing chaos. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. So the Brown Bear fights this weekend, for those of you listening, co-main event at UFC Fight Night in Las Vegas. Yes, Devin, sir. Thank you so much for your time. Good luck in your fight. And, you know, if you win and thank then you. hopefully the Chiefs win as well, and then, you know, you're two for two here, two and oh. It's, it's beautiful. It's a nice little running streak. There we go. There we go. All right, y'all. Once again, that was Devin Clark. I am Andre Sale. So there's no Kel Dansby here, but, you know, I'm going to do the outro real quick. You know where to find us on social media, Corner Club for Life on Instagram, Corner Pop. We have a TikTok. We have a TikTok. Not my choice. That was all Kel's idea, but apparently people like TikTok, so you can follow us on Corner Pod there. I am Andreas Hale. Kel Dansby's not sitting here, and it's time to be gone. So until next time, we're out, and then I'll say my part. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.